0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno Podcast, where everyone has a story, and everyone's story matters. What's your story? As always, I'm your host, Shane McNeely, and boy, are you in for a treat today. It is my honor and privilege to introduce my guest today. She hails from our neighbors in the north, Toronto, Canada, Natalie Samodiac. Welcome, Natalie.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. You know what? I normally ask before I get going. Did I say your last name correct?
1: You did. Honestly, I was like, I was on pins and needles being like, oh, is he going to say it right? But you nailed it. You did very well. (laughs) I like
0: naturally (laughs) want to go to act like Simodiac, but it's a U. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: uh, like, you know, honestly, like there've been so many variations over the years, like at least you didn't say semi puke, which I have gotten. Oh and
0: man, I'm that's rough. Puke, not- <laughs> 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 that makes me want to puke a little bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Natalie, we were chatting a little bit beforehand. We had to get going into this just so that we didn't didn't uh, lose any good <laughs> good conversation here but uh, didn't give away
2: all the good stories
0: i know yeah seriously we like so many of my guests so far uh we met at invisible children we were roadies uh we traveled around the country and did that together and we, and we continued to work there you know after that as well we i was yeah. we were talking about, i had so many like these, like, little flashbacks, these, like, little images of, like, our ref- our friendship and our relationship as we went. We actually, we came in together, didn't we? Fall 2010?
1: We did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, you came in, you came in fall 2010? Yeah. Oh, my God. You've been there forever. I only came in uh, the winter of 2011. No. So, <laughs> in, really? I know, I know. I have such a big presence that makes you think that I've been there
0: forever. I you were there yeah
1: truly yeah it, I came in on the Congo tour
0: huh okay yeah, yeah I was f-
1: yeah mm. which is crazy I didn't realize you had been there for that long
0: yeah fall 2010 yep yeah wow. and I was with Dan wow. Dan Krosner was my one of my teammates went from oh the beginning God. do you remember Annie <laughs> Annie Long
1: yeah. Yeah, a- yeah yeah yeah
0: and Elise Benusa
1: Oh my God! That yes, was my first yes, team yes, yes. with uh, oh. Aol,
0: Irene, and Monica. <laughs> that is such a
1: fun team! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, that was wow. uh, that was my
0: my roadie team, my first roadie team. I'm, I mean, I'm working so on getting you. I'm working on getting those three on here too. I haven't had them on yet. Oh yeah, so. you
1: have. D- D- Dan Crosner has.
0: To do yeah, this. he's got like a wedding. He's got some stuff going on, but next couple weeks we'll have oh Dan Crosner. Yes. He's going to be so fun. And that's what's
1: crazy. It's just like you and I were saying that it literally feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. I know it's been so long, but it it feels like it was yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I go back and forth of like, it's interesting. I've, I've got some theories, but a lot of people from Invisible Children are like, you know what? I don't really need to talk about those days. Like I'm in a good place and I don't really. And I find that really interesting I'm like I'm fine with that, right? Like we don't have to talk about. We could talk about Invisible Children all day long and not yeah. say anything new and say all the same things. But um, for me, and I think it's it's the same for so many people. But it held such a like. It still does. I mean, it holds a very um, large part of my life, um, and just like a, a memorable oh. like fundamental yeah. foundational time in my life and that uh, period
1: of time that period of time was like a unicorn like it is literally oh, like a mythical yeah. creature that all these extraordinary young people could come together to like support a cause that they all fullheartedly believe in like that is a beautiful expression of human experience
0: like absolutely it's
1: a, yeah and to find so many people who had you know, came from very, very different backgrounds, like so different, but then could all unite for something that they believed in. That was extraordinary. Yeah, and, and you, like
0: you just don't get those opportunities, maybe ever. No. Like you said, it's like unicorn. Um, and yeah. and just like the the man, you know, we we could we could pick things apart all day long as well. It's funny because we, we like we, we want to, you know, we classically like we classically you know tell all the good things i guess and and talk about how great it was and you know it was very hard as well
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> um lo- a yeah. lot of a lot of hard days but it's it's so true like it's just a great it was a great time of our life for sure yeah
1: and it's something like i doubt that we will ever experience again like to that degree that 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 level of i don't know like just the magic that that period of time was with everybody Mm -hmm. involved like that's that's rare yeah it was just like the
0: perfect concoction for greatness yeah yeah it was great it was awesome well what are you up to nowadays yeah sorry i cut you i just cut you off
1: about it no we could should we talk about it but like yeah so why don't we pivot to now because it has been like what eight nine years almost
0: yeah i i left uh, basically like right at the beginning or like right at the end of 2012 2000 so like wow. winter 2012 so like 2013 was i was done in 2013 january 2013 end of december 2012
1: See, that's so. the crazy thing is i feel like i left right before really like things went crazy yeah <laughs> I left. I left in the fall of 2011, and so I remember having those conversations about like, the, you know, the next stages of what I see was going to look like and what the next campaign was going to be. But I left before it all got like super crazy. Yeah. But I digress. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a few years. You're married now. Like I'm married.
0: You know, I know. I live in, in Florida. State.
1: Oh my god, you're in Florida. I didn't even know
0: that. Surprise, surprise. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow,
1: wow, wow.
0: Yeah, okay, I didn't even Florida. know I was going to oh be god. in Florida. So. <laughs> never, yeah, never did I ever expect. Yeah, never did I ever expect this to be the place I call home now. But I like it. I actually Maybe. really enjoy it. I'm like.
1: You know what? To be fair, like, I never thought Toronto was going to be where I ended up either. So it's like, life <laughs> has a bunch of surprises for yeah,
0: you. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. you're originally from Canada, right?
1: Yeah, I'm originally from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Edmonton. which is uh, over on the west side of Canada, it's right next to D.C. But uh, and then I you went. If you haven't heard about it, yeah,
0: I've I've never <laughs> been there. I've never been to Alberta. I've been to Montreal.
1: like they call Alberta like the Texas of Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, just because there's a lot of oil. Wow! Wow! West. Of, like, Wild Wild West, yeah. So, I was the weird artsy kid (laughs) up in Alberta.
0: How was that? Um,
1: Yeah. Oh, it was honestly like, honestly, I love Edmonton. I love the people there. I think um, it's, uh, Edmonton is like one of the furthest north capital cities outside of like uh, places like Alaska and the Northwest Territories and the Yukon. So, it is very cold in the winter Ugh, I know. like i i literally have the story that i walked to school in minus 50 degree weather and
0: yeah. i'm not even kidding <laughs> no nah. I, I mean uh, i moved from the twin cities minnesota i know oh, it's not so the unique. same but i've experienced the negative like 30s negative like yeah. i mean it's not fun it's <laughs> terrible when you can't like when you breathe and your nose like freezes up and hurts and like Your eyes hurt. It's
1: so cold.
0: Your lungs hurt. Yeah. 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 yeah." And people are like, well, once it gets, you know, you know, like people don't understand there's like varying degrees, like zero degrees feels great compared to like negative 10 or negative 15. Yeah. And (laughs) then there's like another level, like there are multiple (laughs) levels. I can't imagine what negative 50 is like, because I'm sure that's another level in and of itself.
1: Uh, it is. Uh, it's. Uh, let me call. It, I call it character building. <laughs> it's a character uh, building. Experience. Yeah. Hell,
0: froze over. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: Truly, and so that's. I mean, like that's what I valued about Edmonton. Is I swear. If it's that cold, you have to be like a hearty person mm. to live through an environment like that. Yeah. So like the people are good hearted people. Literally it character building. Wasn't, <laughs> literally, literally. It just wasn't the place for me. Sure. Uh I think but like all that to be said, you know, I um I grew up in the Ukrainian community and my family is yeah. like Ukrainian, uh, My grandparents came over from Ukraine at the end of the Second World War, so, like, we grew up with a very strong Ukrainian identity, and there is a huge Ukrainian community in Edmonton. So, like, growing up, I always had that community uh, to support me and also to engage in. And then I was lucky because when I went to high school, I just made friends with a group of, like, smart, creative, wonderful misfits. Yeah. And, like, to this day, they're some of my closest friends. That's awesome. And I have, like, lived all over the world, but they remain to be, like, the people who are, like, my friend soulmates, like, without a doubt, because they're just so wonderful.
0: That's so great. Um,
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I did I did my childhood. I lived in Edmonton up until I was 18. And then when I was 18, I completely pivoted and moved to Southern California. Yeah. Which is a bit of a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a bit so of a change, a little bit to the to the bit. Texas of like, Canada to the uh yeah, the yeah. west <laughs> of the California. The,
1: yeah, like just surfer vibe. Very what up, dude? Different lifestyle. Like I went from a city <laughs> of like a million people to like over twenty. Yeah, so that was a bit of a change. Yeah, but um. I'm lucky in the sense that we had family in Southern California. Oh, nice! And my dad's my dad's an immigration lawyer, so when it came to those conversations about wanting to explore education in other places, it wasn't necessarily too difficult for me. Yeah, because we had support, right? Um, and so, and he always like uh, my parents both have always instilled in us like uh, to dream big and then dream bigger yeah <laughs> to never settle and like go for the adventure yeah and so when it was coming to that period of time in my life where I was thinking about furthering my education um I uh was actually terrified at the time about leaving Edmonton because everyone I knew was there all my friends were there
2: mm-hmm. and like
1: I liked everybody that I hung out with but um I blame my parents. They put the voice in my ear to always be striving for something.
0: <laughs> but that's awesome. Always. I think that's great. Yeah. And like, and, <laughs> and you're one that's like not afraid to get your hands dirty too. You know. So it's like you're yeah. not, you're not like. There's a difference, and this is something that I care about, and like I want to like strive to to teach my kids as well. It's like go for it, you know, go big, yeah. go big. Like yeah. why not? Yeah. But you have to be willing yeah. to put in one the work. Life. Yep, but you have yeah. to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to like buckle yeah. down and do the the mm-hmm. shitty things and the things you don't want to do to 100%. to be able to do the things that you would like to do and like that make your that yeah. make your heart sing. And it doesn't mean that you can't find joy along the way, but it's a process no. and and you've got to like embrace the good and the bad. And and it's not just this rosy you know following your dreams doesn't mean it's a rainbow that you just get to like float through oh oh
1: my god no it's 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 hard
0: it sucks it it, you know there's days when you want to like run your head through a brick wall and some days that you actually have to run your head through a brick wall and you know (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, exactly like the glamorous is not so glamorous when you get down to it yes you you realize like oh there's a this comes at a cost yes a yeah exactly
0: exactly yeah. but it's worth it
1: may not be money but hey yeah it's,
0: uh, you gotta love that boring you gotta love that journey you gotta love that process you know it's worth yeah. it
1: yeah and that's the thing is like um i think uh well yeah just my i was really lucky when i uh first came down to california because i got to study uh, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm like many different. I'm an uh, artist hyphen it, they call us. But uh, yeah. back then, I was definitely a, an actor. And so I got to study at an acting conservatory program for a year. Yeah. And um, that's like the first time in my life where I really got to uh, hold the concept in my hand that the world is bigger than Edmonton, Alberta
0: and mm. the uh,
1: possibilities that are out there and the opportunities yeah. that are out there uh, demand you to be courageous in the choices that you make.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And I, I mean, if, if anybody's be. listening and you haven't picked up on this yet in this podcast like go explore the world. Like you're you're yes. you're saying it ex- exactly I don't know, like I grew up in a small town Indiana, like my whole family has. There's nothing wrong with it, right? but like no, get out no. get out you can always go back right if you want to go yeah. back go back that's totally fine
1: it will always be there it will, it will always, be, always there. be there
0: and and it's going to be unless the same a, more than a it nuclear is different
1: apopolis, yes exactly yeah. <laughs> unless a nuclear apocalypse happens it will always be
0: yeah there. so get out go explore and and like save up to go to another place another you know spend some time uh, travel the country go on road trips yeah. exp- there's yeah. there's culture within yeah. the united states there's culture within canada you know you just mentioned oh that God, like yes. there's culture yes. everywhere you turn around and explore that ask questions and and talk about it i, I think it's so important because we we live in such a society nowadays and in our mainstream media wants us to think that the world's coming to an end and that everybody is the bad guy and whatever. But, mm-hmm. man, we're more alike than we are different. And well, even in our differences, think, it's beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah, and I think one of the greatest gifts our parents ever gave us was traveling. Mm. From, like, a young age, we they always took us to places where people were different than yeah. us. Like, we realized that, like, oh this is the way of life here and it's not any worse or better. It's just different. And like in the differences, you find the beauty
2: and unless
1: you put yourself in situations where you are made to be uncomfortable, afraid out of your comfort zone, you will learn to, um, you will, Learn to be okay with this idea of stagnation. And yes. I'm not saying that applies to everyone. Yes. This is my disclaimer, and this is not to everyone, sure. but I'm just saying that um,
0: but it, there but
1: you've got, you've got <laughs> this is what I keep saying is like you've got one life to live, and there's a big world out there. Hell yeah, and it it is worthy and demands your attention. Yeah, because it makes you a better person. Yeah,
0: don't be closed off to it. Ask the questions and learn about it. Because I think that's that's the thing too. It's like we live in this little bubble, and when you live in your little bubble, you just regurgitate information. You just regurgitate the things you already think and know. And and when you start asking questions and you look at individuals and you go, hmm, you know, I don't know that I agree with your. Lifestyle, whatever, but it doesn't matter. And I'm just genuinely interested. Tell me more about you. You know, well,
2: exactly, you you can yeah. you can
0: learn about people. You don't, it doesn't mean you have to become that person, but it it, yeah. it still requires you to learn about them and to understand them. And when you Absolutely. and when we start to bridge yeah. that gap between this diet, like this divisional this division this like us versus them we start to see the similarities and like well man i grew up in a small town natalie grew up in this small town you know in canada what's the difference you know i, I yeah. don't know like you you start to learn these like little things about each other and you, we think of these things as such grandiose different uh, you know like wow I went to Canada or you know like I went to whatever and you have <laughs> yeah, these images yeah. of what what these things are or what people are or what different groups and religious or political or whatever it is it doesn't even matter it's like they're just things no. they're just things and they... and I
1: think the, the greatest thing that uh, it gives us is lessons in compassion mm.
0: because
1: it makes you understand that no matter where you are love looks the same as well as suffering Preach so, yes.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: Love it yes. I mean like that's like It's not gonna get better than that That's pretty good like, Yeah we're 18 uh, minutes in yeah.
0: And we're like, we're like Let's just wrap this shit up right now Like we're, we're done like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're we're being,
2: We've covered we're it being.
0: all We've covered it all <laughs> Natalie Oh my gosh <laughs> You're in Toronto now You yeah. You're working for Correct me if I'm wrong You're working for the International Film Festival Toronto International Film Festival
1: I do. In the summers, I work for the Toronto International Film Festival for their uh, Rising Stars program, which is... uh...
0: Yeah, go on.
1: (laughs) So, um, for those of you who are not familiar, which, um, if you are you should become, because it's pretty awesome. Uh, It's a program that was designed in 2011 to highlight upcoming actors that, uh, basically, that we think are, like, the next big thing um cool. uh to highlight the next generation of acting talent that's really going to pave the way for future generations and uh, choices of projects that they make and the activists of uh the artists that they are yeah who are really just out there to change the culture and hopefully make the world a better place
0: that's awesome you. and <laughs> you're in charge of the like Pro- toronto profiles project is that associated with that
1: so no, that actually came as a result of my working with uh, the Rising Stars program. Is that I realized? Dang
0: girl, kicking uh, ass, taking names. I see you. <laughs> that's
1: it. That's it. I don't sleep. That's not true. <laughs> I sleep a lot. I sleep a lot. Apparently, I can do what I do. Um, <laughs> I basically I um. When uh, After all of my like Southern California adventures ended, I moved back to Toronto. Yeah, um, I had never lived in Toronto before uh, because my family was from Edmonton. But in the time that I was living in California, my parents decided to move to Toronto. And so when my time at Invisible Children came to an end, I was kind of like looking at what stage to do next. I just graduated from university, from the University of Southern California. And yeah. so now I was like, I have to make some adult choices now. So uh, I couldn't stay in uh, uh, the States anymore because basically my travel, uh, my student visas had run out. So I was like, well, I think I have to go back home.
0: Back to the motherland. I didn't want
1: to go to Edmonton. I did not want to go back to Edmonton. And (laughs) I was like, well, Toronto, I've never lived there. The cap- or it's not the capital city of uh, Canada, but it's, like, the biggest city of Canada. Yeah. Uh, and Drake lives here, so...
0: Boom. <laughs> what boom. else do you need?
1: <laughs> what else do I need? JK, JK. He uh, is a beloved Canadian treasure, but not the reason why. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I moved here, and uh, it's funny because uh, towards the end of my experience of Visible Children... Um I was thinking about whether I wanted to stay on longer or if I wanted yeah. to go and explore other things. And it's the million dollar um, question. Alex, the million dollar question. Do you Alex want to stay
0: in Utopia home, like, or do you <laughs> want to like venture out into the wilderness and see if you can <clears>
1: throat> find throat> I another really, unicorn? Uh, definitely miss those uh those California weathers.
0: Weather days, yeah. um, sunny days, 70, 70 sunny. and sunny all day long, all year long.
1: Every day, yeah. <laughs> not bad, especially now because I'm looking out the window and it's like gray and rainy here.
0: So, so. I still miss those days, and it's eighty-five wow. and humid as hell right now. So
2: <laughs> yeah, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: if it makes you feel any better, I turned the air conditioning off to do the podcast, so there was an extra sound. So I'm a little warm right now, too. Like I'm uncomfortable. That make what me I'm, feel any
1: what I'm better. uncomfortable. Is what I'm saying. Oh my god! Thank you so much for
0: this trip today. You're welcome, Natalie. I'll be here for Bye a then. while. You
1: do it for us. You do it for I us. do it for us. I do it for you. That's amazing. amazing. Uh, But yeah, I was saying, towards the end of my time at Invisible Children, I had a conversation with um, Alex Neeser-Hall, who was my team leader when I was a roadie, Uh, Um, and I basically came, um, like, social justice forever and always will be a really important uh, theme in my life, and it will be something that I I think I will always support till my dying breath, but... I knew at that point, as I have throughout my entire life, that um, creativity has such an important place in my heart. Yeah. um, I knew I had to go back and pursue other things because it's just like it was it uh, to be honest, it was a calling to something that was like more ancient and deeper than this corporeal body that I have. Sure. It just was something I knew that. um, It's part of who you are. I, yeah it just is I just I knew I had to go back and pursue it and I wasn't going to have the same amount of opportunity in the states as I would in Canada just because yeah immigration uh, to be an immigrant in the states means your options are very limited it's yeah. not uh it's not easy and it's uh, especially in the
0: creative world because it's like
1: yeah
0: establishing it's it, it's like establishing yourself is like what's important to that yeah. immigration process and creative like you got to you got to piece it together sometimes and
1: heck yeah and like the sad thing is a lot of people don't realize that if you're working as an immigrant in the states on like a work visa you are tied to your job your mm, job is the reason yep. why you're there so you can't be like well I don't like this job so I'm going to explore a different opportunity and like uh, find another job super easy because your company basically has to sponsor you to let you right. be able to work there and in order to, for that to happen, you have to show that there is no other American who is willing and able to do that job. So, yes, it's a wonderful opportunity if you're able to do it. But then, right. you are tied to your do job. To that period. So if you don't yep. like your job, tough you're shit. It's a shitty position. Like it's going to be difficult for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I just knew that that was going to be a challenge for me. So I decided to come back to Toronto. And when I came here, um, I took stock of the fact of like what opportunities I knew existed within Toronto. And of course the Toronto international film festival was like high up on the list Yeah, because it's a world renowned festival. It yeah. certainly has grown to be that within you know the last couple of years. Um, and I just knew when I moved here, I was like, I'm going to work for TIFF someday. It's not a question of if, That's but so when.
0: That's so cool. That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, and and I mean, like, here's, like, the non-glamorous part of the story. I did work for TIFF, but I worked for their assistant manager position for their cinema department. Sure. So, it was, like, scheduling ushers. It was, yeah. you know, like, a lot of that administrative like work. You said, people, like you said, know... unglamorous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're the one who's, like, making shift schedules and, you know, like, taking inventory of radios. It's not, like, super sexy work. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: you get to but you get to throw really, the
0: name around, but it's it's not glamorous. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um. And so I worked there for about fourteen months, and I realized, um, I realized I think that while well, I was grateful for the experience, and it was you know it was a full time job, mm-hmm. I was there at nine to five. Well, not really, but <laughs> I was there for uh, the uh, hours that I was supposed to work, and then. Um, Uh, Something was missing Again Something was missing And I realized Like This is what I signed up for I signed up here Because I wanted to explore My creative My creativity My creative options Yeah And so I ended up Applying for grad school uh, For A master's of fine arts In theater And acting And I got in Which was bonkers Because I was like Whoa And I'll see what happens But there's like No shot in hell That I actually (laughs) get in (laughs) Because I mean, like, I've, done, I've done, like, a bunch of, like, school theater, but I haven't been, like, yeah. a working actor. Right. Um, and then I got in to my chagrin. I was Look like, I don't That's know awesome. how that happened. Uh, and that was at and, York University? And that was at York University, yeah. And that was a two-year program. And, oh, my God, am I glad that I went because uh, the... You know, no education uh, program I think is perfect, but yeah. some of the teachers that I had there, particularly one, David Smuckler, was unlike any professor I've ever had in my life. Where
0: he Way to be genuinely David.
1: paired. He just genuinely paired from step one mm. to like step B.
0: Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's he, like that's like yeah. that's like the dream is to have the person that like. That genuine, authentic person. I just started, I, I'm almost done with it, but um, it's called Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. I don't know if you're familiar it. with him. He he, yeah. uh, he wrote a book called uh, Start With Why, uh, Leaders Eat Last. Um, Start With Why is a marvelous book as well. Um, but he, it, mm. the Infinite Game is just talking about, if I boiled it down into like a couple words, it's like integrity and in ethics within business. And essentially it's like doing it the right way, like regardless of what the rule is or like what you're allowed to get away with. It's like, do it the right way. You know, like you're in, you're in charge. Like you, you get to choose if you, if you take advantage of that, like loophole in the system, right? Like that, that like fucks people over. Like you, you get to choose that. And like to, to take the high road versus like, going that direction and have integrity and be ethical. And I guess I, to bring this around to what you were talking about, I feel like individuals and especially like professors and people in the business, like Mm -hmm. of like educating, like if that's what you're there for, then do it, invest into your people, like care about them, love them, build those relationships. And like, that's like the most monumental thing you can do for someone.
1: And there's a line that he always said, which was, you know, uh, he was a voice teacher, so a lot of that is, like, body work, you yeah. know, mindfulness, being present, learning how to be present, and then, like, letting your voice in its most natural form yeah. come out. Um, and so his whole practice was about being genuine and authentic. Mm. And so See? often, <laughs> we would come in and say, like, you know, like, oh, I was doing this voice exercise, and, like, this is happening in my body, and, like, yeah. uh, I don't know what's going on, and, like, the guy didn't have any answers, because in something like this, he shouldn't provide them, it's your own yeah, individual experience. it's you, yeah. But all he would say was, you're in the right place at mm. the right time. Yeah. Yeah oh my god it used to drive me crazy yeah that it, it sucks because words. it puts it
0: back on you
1: well exactly and you're like when, no, no 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 yeah like, like i, I want answers answer damn it like yeah exactly yeah exactly like i came to you with problems. Fix me <laughs> like, you're supposed to solve them for me and you're like no the yeah. journey is the destination
0: Yep, exactly. Oh, pull an IC yeah. back into it. Full swing. I see. I see. I see you. I see you. Natalie. You hear it. Natalie, we've we've touched on present day. If we're to go yes. all the way back to childhood and and we've touched on that yeah. a little bit as well, like how would you describe your childhood?
1: Oh man, I had a great childhood. Like I um I can only forever always be super grateful and express my gratitude at the childhood that I did have. Yeah. Um, my parents were absolutely wonderful and they, uh, I, I feel so extraordinarily lucky. And I have to tell this story because I think this just goes to show how much our parents cared about us. And especially like my dad in this case, um, sure. because my parents, like I, I said earlier, my parents always told us to like dream big and yeah. bigger and, but with that, I will also say, like, they had expectations for us. Sure. Like, a yeah, life of um, sitting, uh, sitting on our porch and, like, you know, reading the paper uh, and, like, sitting in your rocking chair was never going to be enough. Like, forget it. You had one life to live, and you had to make an impact as, as big as you could in the time that you have. Yeah. So, <laughs> my dad, in order to, like, get this, uh idea implanted into our heads uh he had a morning routine for us which nice fluctuated <laughs> in length over the years but like in its entirety at one point in the total <laughs> chaos of what it was was he would wake us up and like i'm talking like you know like 6 30 sure. 6 in the morning uh and we're, like we'd still be in bed like half awake but he would sit and he would read us a, a chapter from an inspirational book
0: I love a passage this
1: from the bible
0: This sounds like something uh, that I would do <laughs> Like my kids are in for a treat like I'm going to I'm going to like mess them up so bad but in a great they're way
1: They're not even ready They have no idea They have, have no, no idea. idea Yeah But then then it got to the point where he had this big, um, my dad's always loved music, and so he had this big binder of sheet music of like all his favorite songs over the
2: mm. years.
1: And so he would pick a song and sing it, <laughs> which then eventually translated to uh, me, I have an older brother, it would be me, um, I would have to go up and sing, and then my brother would have to go up and sing the song. Yeah. And then it got to the point where he made rating cards to judge how well we
0: Oh Oh, wow! He prepared you for like for (laughs) this world that you're in, theater for for the entertainment industry, like full spectrum. He can only blame
1: himself.
0: Yeah, only blame himself, Mr. Smodiak. If if you're listening, well done, sir. Well done. I I commend you. You did a great job. Look at look at what you have done. Look at my creation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but the funny thing about that was like. It took me until, like, sixth grade to realize that not every parent does that for <laughs> in the morning. And one day I just came to school and I was like, so what did your dad sing you this morning? And they just looked at me and were like, what are you talking about? <sighs> so that was a little uh, false from grace. <laughs>
0: when, when you look back at this, is it, like, a little bit of, like, love-hate with this?
1: Totally. Because yeah. at the time, like, I was just like let me sleep man yeah let me sleep i'm so tired yeah like i'm a teenager my hormones are all over the place like i'm just exhausted all the time uh i mean like looking back like that is such an expression of love for Mm -hmm. your
0: child oh for sure
1: (laughs) he got up early to do this but it takes us
0: it takes us to get to like this time of our life i yeah. I think oh, you're, yeah. we're around the same age. You're in your 30s, right? You hit the 30 club. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes oh, about yeah. this time of our life to look back and be like, man, I really value those moments. I really appreciate oh. those times, you know?
1: They are so treasured. And like, it's even funny because I look back uh, and I think about any time that I was like mean to my mom. And I'm like, I am mm. just so like, my mother is an angel, and any bad word I possibly could have <laughs> said to her, I am like ashamed. Yeah, so deeply
0: ashamed. <laughs> that's so funny. It's it's funny because like I, I don't have my my parents or my dad didn't wake me up. Like that, like I I voluntarily did this, you know, like I was like, yeah, "Yeah, please wake me up. But my dad would always wake up. He would always go, he would wake up early. He'd always go grab coffee somewhere for as long as I've lived. He's always, he'd always do this. So, you know, there was different times, like he'd go to Hardy sometimes. And like, there was these different places when we lived in different areas. He always found his spot that he could go and like have coffee in the morning and like, shoot the shit and like chit chat, read the, read the newspaper, drink his coffee, do whatever. And I really appreciate that. And, and I still think about it today. And I always wanted to go with him. And so, you know, like, again, like sometimes it was Hardee's when when we lived in Illinois, we lived in Charleston, Illinois, there was this Amco gas station that we'd go into. And this, the, the lady's name, the the cashier, her name was Rita. She worked every morning and uh, she was She was my gal, you know? She was just, like, this hard, like, rough, you know, whatever, but...
1: um, Oh, I love her. She was
0: awesome. She was awesome. We'd sit there and we'd talk and, like, you know, people would come and go and it's the same group of people, the same group of guys, generally, that would come in and out and get their coffee, get their stuff in the morning and whatever, and we'd just sit and talk with them and they'd sit there and, and shoot the shit and I'd sit there and drink my cappuccino or my, like, cream soda that I'd get or whatever it was, you know? And uh all throughout my life, even even into middle school, I think when my parents when my parents split up when I was in high school, it, it probably stopped more when I was in high school than it did. Um, you know, when I all the way through middle school I was doing it. But we went to this place in, in uh Sullivan, Indiana when we lived there. It was called the newsstand. And we'd go in there and I didn't like coffee at the time, so I'd always get my cappuccino. That was my thing. Like I'd get the cappuccino oh, yeah. and I'd I'd like my dad would do the crossword puzzles, read read through the newspaper, you know, glimpse through, and then he'd do the crossword puzzles, and I'd sit there and like hang out and talk or whatever, and and do things. And but I remember those moments. They were they were so special to me. There were some mornings, you know, that like really sucked. But there were some mornings that he'd come in and he'd wake up and he he had this like little jingle that he'd sing, you know, or whatever, and I hated it. I still hate it today. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the worst but uh like i appreciate it you know yeah. and then on the mom side of things for me is that my mom and i are are like so much alike we're we're oh. we're like really similar so therefore we we butt heads we butted heads a lot i think growing oh, of up of
2: course. That's, yeah That's it's like the really classic thing absolutely yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i I mean, they're both probably listening right now. And so, Dad, I love you. Thank you so much for the things that you allowed me to, you know, experience when I was growing up. And, Mom, like, the same yeah. to you. Like, I love you so much. Like, I look back and I think about the times and how, how like, we both – respond to situations like we like get super emotional and we get like super frustrated and mad and like we fly off the handle say a bunch of shit that we don't mean and then all of a sudden we're like dang it like we did it again and then we go back (laughs) and we like humble ourselves and we like go back and be like i'm really sorry i shouldn't have said that like you know like will you will you accept my apology you know she'd sit me down and like remember those things and and like i I don't know like those moments and in those things like they're meaningful to me for sure. Like th- those yes, like foundational things that you think about, like it, it, it's things when you're younger that you, you don't even realize they're important until you get older and you start to realize that, man, my family spent so much time like investing into me in passive ways 100%. that weren't like, yeah, they weren't like in quote intentional, you know, but they were like mm-hmm. passive ways mm-hmm. that they like invested into you. That like yes. have such a foundational, such a like uh, a monumental impact on my life. Oh
1: yeah.
0: And oh yeah. I I, I yeah. went to this place. We found this my my wife and I this weekend. We we've been wanting to go to this place for a long time. It's this little. It's it's called the Bronx Deli or Bronx Bagel and Deli, and Ooh. I mean. The name speaks for itself, right? But we're like,
1: yeah, that just already sounds delicious. Yeah, right. <laughs> like
0: we wanted some like sand, like a like a lox sandwich, you know, or a lox bagel, and like whatever. We found it. It's there. It's for sure. But like, I walk into this place, and I had such nostalgia. And I've never been into this place ever in my life, but it's totally wow. the place that my dad and I would go and hang out, right? Like, this is the wow. type of place that my dad would go and, like, he'd smooth all the people that work there and he'd, like, he'd know all the regulars and he'd be sitting there drinking his coffee, reading his paper, eating his bagel, whatever it was. Like, this is totally yeah. that place. And I, you, you saying that is so funny because we went there twice. We went there on Saturday morning and we went there on Sunday morning because we were like, this place is freaking <laughs> awesome. It's maybe like, the, it's ours like, now. oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. I, and my yeah. dad's coming in December to spend some time and I can't wait. So dad, if you're oh, listening, i so you know are exactly totally going like, there. Yeah, yeah. Like Potentially yeah, every morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's like, it's the small traditions, like the, the small things that we do with our families that yeah. you don't realize how much of an impact they have uh, until like, you're right. Until you start getting this age and you're like, you look back and, man oh man they're they're so small but yeah. they're so meaningful at the so same meaningful
0: time. Yeah. yeah yeah it's the yeah. small things it's just those little things like uh, i'll yeah. never forget those moments like eating a frosting raisin you know the biscuit thing at <laughs> hardy's or drinking my cream soda or my cappuccino or whatever it was you know at like the gas station or the newsstand and I don't it's know, those, just sitting with my dad, like, just remembering those times, and, like, going home, and mom was still getting ready for, for work, and I'd go to work with mom, and hang out with her <laughs> in her, like, classroom, because yeah. she worked in special education, and, like, hang out with her and her, her kids and her students, and, like, I don't know, it just, it it's, like, foundational to who I am, it's, like, very much who I am today.
1: That's true. It's, and that's even, like, that's, that's making me think of my mom, because uh, my mom my mom's an avid reader, and mm. uh, she she can feel that me like my both my folks are and so they but I, I, <laughs> oh it's a little embarrassing and i'm sorry mom if you ever mom i'm sorry if you're listening to this i'm so sorry i hope <laughs> i hope, uh, this I th- hope
0: mrs smodiak <laughs> is is listening right now
1: <laughs> we used to do this thing where um she and i would take a book and uh my my dad uh which i call papa in ukrainian my papa would um travel a lot and so there was periods of time where it was just me and my mom and yeah we would go to the starbucks that wasn't too far from our house and she would have a book and i would have a book and as i previously mentioned i like my sleep
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh she and i would go for like an afternoon we would sit in those like two of those big comfy chairs that they had at starbucks and we would read and then like I'd look over and she'd be like passed out napping. <laughs> and so I'd be like okay great so I'd keep reading and then she'd kind of wake up and when she woke up I would pass out and I would take a nap <laughs> and then it like we got to the point where we just both napped in the chairs
0: that's awesome <laughs> I love that
1: so just, that, those are like the best afternoons. They were just so wonderful and like such a good time. We were doing nothing. But at the same time, like Every we morning. would leave. This, yeah. Yeah. We would just like leave chuckling to ourselves being like, we just went there to make the Starbucks people watch us in <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's different though. When you leave, like when you leave your house and you go somewhere, it's like different. There's like a feeling. It like evokes this like more concentration, yeah. even if you do sleep. I don't know. What kind of books know, would you guys I, read when you were when you were there?
1: Oh, she and I both read like novels. Like okay. we're both big into fiction. Yeah, yeah. like my I, my dad and my brother are very like nonfiction people. Yeah, that's but me. I like I I struggle with nonfiction. Yeah. I try. I try. Yeah, but it's just I need something that sparks my imagination. So sure. if it's like a dry nonfiction book, a, a book about like how I need to better myself as a person, and it's it's not written well then i'm like i
0: can't yeah that's it. my jam that's my jam like the, the non-fiction i like bettering myself like i'll that's read those all day long genre? yeah yeah oh, you hit it you know i've what, got man? a
1: list of books for my dad i can give you
0: please i'm like legitimately i'd love it like I, i'm like all about it i have like i audible has changed my life it's changed oh
1: my god Yes. Like yep. I
0: can't sit down and just like read a book. I can, but it has to really it has to really be something I'm interested in. For instance, like I read uh How to Stop a Warlord by oh, Shannon yep. Cedric Douglas. And yep. uh with David Osetti. Yep. And uh, you know, one of our one of our one of our guys from one Invisible of our Children. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. much about How Invisible Children it's oh my gosh it's so good definitely highly recommend that
1: one i'm gonna have to read that one i'm gonna have to
0: get ready for uh nostalgia central because like you'll remember those like you'll remember those uh like all staff meetings with those different conversations and like those different like reports you know but then she gives maybe even a little bit more information in in the book than we got in the you know in the staff meetings like they gave us pretty in-depth like but high level at the same time and so yeah, you'll you'll recognize absolutely. some of those like conversations like for sure but yeah oh, it's great i didn't i couldn't i couldn't sit it down it was really good
2: yeah
0: but um oh. yeah audibles changed changed the game for me and so i have like just under 200 like different books in my like library oh, that i've incredible. bought <laughs>
1: I mean for I, have, I I just started with Audible not too long ago, so yeah. it's not at that level, but like you've given some me something to aspire to now. Yeah,
0: well just wait till like Black Friday and uh they Ooh, have they have like the, yep. the best deals on Black Friday. So like those are the times when I go in and I'm like, Oh, if it's a book under five dollars that I'm interested in reading, I'm like buy bye 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 <laughs> like oh yeah, two dollars, yeah. three dollars like for a book? <laughs> like heck yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll buy that. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually, one of these days.
1: I know that's the sad thing is like how many books I actually have on my shelf that I haven't read yet.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just keep going back and then I'll go back and be like, Oh, I'm ready to listen to this one. You know, I have like three books yeah. going right now. So, it's like, that's amazing yeah it's great yeah. it's like it's changed the game for me though like legitimately I love I love to read I love to listen like that's kind of how I start my day off usually is I put on See, a now you're gonna
1: have to go to Audible and ask for a sponsorship because this is like seriously <laughs> Audible. Sharing our love Audible Audible listen
0: up listen up I'm all <laughs> about you I listen to three books <laughs> at a time so, and I have like 200 here, so yeah yeah. Like, I will sponsor you. I will sing your praises. I start my day off right. every day with an Audible book. <laughs> I listen for about 20 to 30 minutes. I do it while I'm getting ready in the day. It's great. There you go. Audible.
1: I'm your man. Audible. Audible, Come talk to listening.
0: me. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag Audible in this post. Yeah, yeah no. you
1: better. You better. Yeah. <laughs> Audible, we're a fan. If you also want to come in and sponsor the Toronto Profiles Project, we're happy to go opportunities there as Listen, well. Listen, <laughs> look at this.
0: Look at this, Audible. It's a two-for-one. Two it's a two-for-one.
1: one deal.
0: Two-for-one like, deal. i Dunk? Man. I
1: think
0: so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't ask for much, but... You know, give no. them all the extra. I won't ask for much. I, I just can't. want a little bit. You know, just just help <laughs> a brother out. Just help a brother out. We got Tell good. Me. We got I good can't. numbers. We got good analytics. Give me a call. Yes. Numbers in the bio. Give me, all
1: right. give me a ring. Give me a ring.
0: <laughs> Whoa. So funny. So funny. <laughs> Natalie, oh when you were when you were growing up, what did you say you wanted to be when you grew up? Uh,
1: I always said I wanted to be an actor. Actually, that's not true. When uh, I was in sixth grade. I said I wanted to be a psychiatrist.
0: <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah. But, but a little I, bit of both, I, probably. I, like, you I, like...
1: Truly. Like, I think it's because I've always been fascinated by human nature. I've been fascinated yeah. by psychology. I've been fascinated... Uh, majority of what acting is, is learning what makes people tick. Like, yeah, I was going to say, they kind of, function?
0: they mix more than you would think.
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that's always been something that's has been of interest to me it's always fascinated me about the way people function and the choices they do make uh and just how much like circumstance and family history is tied into that it's um it's all part and parcel and i think the the thing i loved about acting was you got to build a person not necessarily from the ground up but uh I I watched Meryl Street status in an interview once so I'm mm. giving credit to giving credit to Meryl.
0: Good old Meryl. But uh
1: good old Meryl, where how she approaches a character is she doesn't necessarily try and make a new character, but she tries to find the aspects of that character that exists within her and then turn it up. Yeah. And I think that is uh for any actors listening, I think that's exactly what you need to do. But no, like, you sense. don't necessarily have to be um you know, Marlon Brando and uh, or Daniel Day Lewis or even Jared Leto was um, <laughs> for <loves her> disdain <laughs> in terms of like being a um, a method actor, yeah. but uh, you just have to find the aspects because it doesn't matter who the character is, like you could be the, the you know the most pure hero or the most villain of villain. Yeah. Everything that exists within those characters exists within us and it's just circumstance Mm. and life that shapes the path that we end up going
0: on well isn't not to digress but isn't that kind of the argument for for uh the joker yeah like 100 like i've heard i i haven't seen it yet i want to see it my wife's not super interested so it's hard it's hard yeah Yeah. i know that we'll like it but it is
1: it's oh my god it's just it's uh you know he's gonna win or like he's gonna be nominated for an Oscar within the yeah. first couple of frames of that movie of course like without a doubt yeah
0: yeah but like I, I feel like everything I've heard and like people I've heard both sides you know I've heard the arguments of being like oh I can't believe like people would you know whatever like this this just gives people ideas blah 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 but it's that whole concept of like that's what's within us already like it's it's well, something that like yeah exists and it, it it's almost an argument against what exists in, inside of us of like holding you know holding ourselves accountable in some ways or um
1: there's a great line from mindhunter and i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna screw it up because it's it's uh but if you haven't watched mindhunter it's an extraordinary show it's about uh the origin of using basically psychological practices yeah the, uh, it's a netflix original uh, right Yeah, Netflix original, Jonathan Groff, it's an incredible show, uh, but it's about basically serial killers. Yeah. And they have a line in there somewhere that says, like basically, uh, crime starts to... Oh, shoot, I wish I had this off the top of my head. But um, crime starts to uh, get to the level in which the society um, uh, breeds it. So if, you know... Mm -hmm. violent crimes start to happen, it's because society has gotten to a point where it's allowed that to happen.
2: Mm. Yeah. And so,
1: um, you know, like I do get this whole debate about this movie in terms of like, well, this is glorifying violence in a way that's, you know, making it. Yeah. Um,
0: I can, I can hear the argument. Yeah. But
1: yeah, like I can hear the argument, but the thing about that is, is, um, I guarantee you, everything that happens in that movie has happened. Like it's not, uh, right? It's not so far fetched that like you're watching it and you're like, "Well, it's, it's not just sensationalized." Yeah. Before. like everything that has happened in that film has happened, and um, uh, it's it's difficult because the way I think this movie specifically pivots its point is that, um, you know, it's really mental illness is the issue that is coming Mm. to a head. And it's how we treat people with mental illness and the resources that we give them or don't give them, uh, or that we, how we handle it. Uh, and that's really what the issue is. And it's not to justify, you know, any violent acts that happen, but it's really, I think people who are making this argument that it just glorifies violence aren't willing to necessarily ask the deeper questions of, Well, you know, every bad person on this planet who has done something bad is still someone's child, still had a childhood, had things happen to them. And it begs the question, again, coming back to this idea of compassion and empathy, yeah, uh, you can't necessarily, like, there are people who do bad things, you know, absolutely, 100%, but we always have to remember this basic human level of compassion when we look at any circumstance, because... What's the line again that they used to say? At I C, be kind to everyone that you meet, for they're all fighting about a battle that you may not know about.
0: Exactly. Well, and and yeah, and that's honestly like exactly what you said is is what I'm trying to create here. Um, it's this. No matter where we're at, and, and I like to, I like to bring the positive side of things. You know, like I think that you know most people that I've had on here probably aren't where they want to be in life necessarily you know and 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 are very humble about those things but at the same time i think that i i personally a a theme that keeps coming up one in my own life and and two just in and i see in other people's story is perspective of how other people see you you know like i look at you natalie i look at like my other guests and i'm like man they're they're like they're embodying this life, this this beautiful life that they're getting to live. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and everything seems so perfect and awesome. And and I, you know, I understand that like
1: It's not. That it's no, not, but, right? Know, I, I totally understand, but it is not. Like what even in my uh, my own circumstances, like I work this glamorous job in the summer where I'm working with, you know, the rising stars and sure. I get to meet celebrities and I work at the festival that is, you know. But it's I'll hard work. The, yeah. But people don't understand, like, the sacrifices that you have to give to work a position like that. And that yep. goes across almost everyone who works for that festival. Is like, right. it's not nine to five. Right. It's, you know, like, it's, you're there until the work gets done. And sometimes that's like,
0: yeah. What do
1: you do in the morning?
0: Exactly. So but it, but it, that's it the part it. that I want to bring out, right? Like that's the story that yeah. I want to tell. I want to I want yeah. to tell the story of the real human being of of Absolutely. like when you look back. It's why I'm going through. You know, I, I I told you and and for my listeners that if you've listened this far in here, you're gonna get a little glimpse into Crazy Face. You know, for the next you know foreseeable future is. I want to bring the story. We're talking about childhood. We get stories that come out through childhood that tells kind of who you are as an individual. And, and But going back into time. And this has always been kind of what I've wanted to do. I've just been haphazard about doing it. And so... Um, but like telling, telling the true story of, of finding these commonalities, right? Like you and I just talked about the things that like, man, we really appreciate about our mom and our dad, you know, our, our our mother and father of the things that we, we got to appreciate growing up. And when you see those things, I guarantee you, even if you didn't have a loving, supporting family, there are things that you can look back on and be like, man. This is something, maybe it's something that you like want to do with your children someday or you want to do for your life someday or whatever it is, you can relate it back to yourself and you can (laughs) see the positive side of things. I want a positive storytelling that allows you to see like, hey, look, this person is humble and and this is where where you're at right now, right? Like people are going to look at your position, look at your job, look at what you're doing and like elevate you and put you on this pedestal. And regardless of whether you feel that you're there or not other people think you are and it's the same it's the same for that for a lot of different places i do
1: want to interject with is um and i think this is important in the sense of there is no arrival point
0: exactly there
1: there should never be a point in your life where you're like oh i've made it no your entire life is about Becoming better, always keeping yourself open to the things that are available to you, challenging yourself. uh, You know, because really, like, death isn't the opposite of life, it's complacency. Yeah. You become complacent. Like you become We're just wrapping and things move. up
0: already. Like, come on! Like, we've done this twice already. Like, we could just this is, these are ending remarks. Gosh, these are like these are sh- these are show stealers. Gosh,
1: but it's true. It's, it's so true. true. Like, I, I completely agree. Yeah, just,
0: complacency. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You got to keep going, and it's yeah. so hard. Even I'm a driven person, and I find myself like falling back into those traps of complacency. You know, oh,
1: 100%. and and
0: I know that it's we hilarious.
1: all do. Oh, we do, and it's hilarious. Even that I'm bringing it up because this morning, like, I'm literally because here's here, here's like the wow. honest truth of it is like I work for Tiff in the summers. Yeah. But up until that point in the summer, I'm freelancing or like I'm yeah. trying to find another job, I'm yeah, trying to find another gig, which is exactly the spot where I'm in right now. Exhausting,
0: like, humiliating. Gigs. It's uh humbling oh because yeah, it's rejection. It's, the, it's
1: uh, it's the worst. It's, it's the worst. worst. Yeah. So, like, I do. Yeah, sure. Like, I've got this period of time in my life that's super glamorous and fun. But for the rest of the year, like, it's me hustling. It's me still hitting the pavement. It's still me trying to make connections. It's still, yep, you know, like, it's never done. The work is always there. Right. It's exhausting. But
0: even look at the people <laughs> that maybe we even think are that are, quote, on the top. You know, like a Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. There's yeah. no higher position than that in the comedy, like, entertainment yeah. world really yeah right but that dude worked his ass off
1: and here's what i'll say like i have been given an extraordinary uh place of privilege in being the producer of the rising stars program yeah and working for that program as long as i have because i have seen what it actually takes to get to that level of yeah. fame and celebrity and i'll tell you right now unless your heart is full on a hundred percent in it it's not worth it Yep. Like the amount that you have to sacrifice, like, you know, yep. even the idea of having like peace and time for yourself, like, yep. see ya. yep, you gotta do the work. Yep. You gotta do the work. And so it's yep. really like what it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like you literally came at the exact right time for this podcast because it's me uh, now going and looking at my life. I've been working with this program for five years. Yeah. I was a producer for the past three. And, um, I've been in this place where I've been able to help accelerate other people's careers and really like give them opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise. And like, yeah. oh my God, have I learned so much just by being in the room to help yeah. facilitate those conversations? Like, uh, you know, they've gone through the Rising Stars program once in their life. I've gone through it five times. Yeah, Five times. Yeah. So I have learned a lot. But what I'm now coming to the point in my life is what do I want? Like I've facilitated so much for other people, but like I moved to Canada to you know find opportunities with my creativity, and like now I have to look at the next chapter of my life and ask myself, what do I want? What what dreams do I have that I want to pursue, and what steps do I have or do I need to take in order to get there? And so, tell if, us, like, you what do you want? <laughs>
0: what do you well, want, Nana? Uh,
1: working at TIFF just help me solidify how much I love film.
0: It's yeah.
1: The same reason that brought me to Invisible Children. Yeah. Because it all started with a documentary. And yeah. so like that storytelling brought me there. It's uh acting everything I've done with acting in terms of film has been always there. And so like I think um film and I are in a bit of a relationship, but I think yeah. we need to take it a step further now.
2: And
1: is this so is this when you
0: say film, do you mean like acting or do you mean
1: no, like I mean like producing. being on the other side. I mean like yeah. producing, directing, Hell, mm. I'll still act in it if there's a good role for me. But, yeah. and you know, this is actually on the acting side. Like I've, I'm lucky that I've had like some measure of work as an actor. Like I just did the NyQuil commercial earlier this year. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and like I've, I've, this like other stuff, like, I uh, co-wrote a play that I produced and acted in with a, a, a colleague of mine from university, Tanya Elchek, or from my, uh, my MFA. And so, and uh, I got an agent, like, everything, you know, was buried by the book, and, like, I've been working at it. But yeah. what I've realized with all that is, at this point in my life, um, you know, like, I went and got a master's. I'm classically trained um, as a Shakespearean actor. And then I graduated from my program and I just was going out for auditions for like Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. You know, things like this where I was like, I'm used to doing Shakespeare and now I'm talking about how good these wings
0: are. Sure, sure.
1: Which... Don't get me wrong. I am grateful for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, but the Buffalo thing Wild Wings is great. You know it. what's wrong with nothing <laughs> wrong with Dubs? Some some uh, boneless, some bumless, like, some bum-less and, honey and barbecue, frankly, barbecue with some ranch. Frankly, I mean,
1: yeah, you're on brand with me. Like I I love <laughs> Wild Wings. Of course, you're on brand. You're on brand with yeah, me. But yeah. but um, but this is what I've learned. Like everything in my life is brought up to this point that um, uh working with IC and working especially with the film festival taught me that uh the stories that we have are so precious uh that we only have one life to share them mm. and it's not easy it's never going to be easy yeah but it's uh it's so vital more now than ever that people have the courage to stand up and tell their stories yeah and like the things the the stories that I have watched through the film festival and working with IC uh, have been an extraordinary education in terms of like the wealth of depth of humanity and yes. now I'm at a point in my life where I'm tired of handing over uh, to other people like the, the storytelling aspect like I appreciate you you have a brand that you have to sell them but you need actors to sell it but I want to be in charge now of the stories
0: that I tell. What do you so... charge?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what
0: do on I? What connected. do I have to? What do I have to raise to get you on? Get to get you to come up into the this side of the, the world, man. Very, I'm telling you right. exactly what you're saying is like. It's it's really it's funny because like that's we can we legitimately let's let's talk offline, but um, yeah, you know, yeah. not that that we'll ever be able to. To get you over to this side, but uh I, it, it, in so many ways, it's like I, I completely, 100%, understand exactly what you're saying, and and it's it's that type of idea that when you look at society today, right? Like everybody always we hear the comment, it's time after time, and it's it's true, it's it's real, it's a real thing, but. Oh, everybody's always in their phone whenever they're, you know, they're blah 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 blah. We're more divisional now than in in our country, and I think just in the world in general um, yeah. than ever before. And crazy face, Uno, like what? What we're trying to create here? Um, do you hear that? That's my dog. He's he's snoring down <laughs> here. He's having he's having a dream. I have a. I have rolled up socks that I keep next to my little thing, so I can throw at him to wake him up.
1: Adorable, adorable.
0: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Serious moment, and <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll get we'll allow it for a dog. Interrupted <laughs> by Chancey Pooh. <laughs> Gosh,
0: he's my he's my co-host that doesn't get the recognition adorable. that he deserves. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I want we want to bridge that divide right a bridge yeah. that tells stories everyone has a story everyone's story matters
2: Absolutely. and so
0: the future is is telling stories that are just people we don't know bringing people in and saying like hey we want to we want to produce your story you know Absolutely. we want to yeah. we want to take your story we want to tell this story even like we're talking now in a shorter version that's consumable by by the masses by people to go, Oh man, now I know a little bit more about that person. I know a little bit more about maybe that ethnicity, maybe that, that sexual preference, maybe that whatever it is, right? Like now we're all on our phones, we're all doing this. So why not watch a video and and connect the human people through technology that we already have today? Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, And, and bridge that gap.
1: and I have to like, I, I think what you're doing is extraordinary. Like, I think it's, uh, it's, th- these are the kind of stories that we need to hear. Like, I know there's a big, um, draw right now for, uh, superheroes, but we're starting to lose sight of the fact that, like, we yeah. encounter everyday heroes. You're the every hero. Day in our exactly. Lives. <laughs> you're exactly. the hero. You're yeah. the hero. And
0: legitimately. Like, and, and it's the person that's telling the story. That I, so I, I've just read, uh, Donald Miller's book, um, creating a story brand and he talks about this a lot of like making your audience the hero and, and it's true though. Like that's legitimately like the people that are coming in, telling their stories, they're the hero. I want them to feel like the hero. I want them to feel like a million bucks. I want them to come Uh in And I want them to leave, come in one way and leave a different way. And you'll feel this too. I mean, so many times I get off the podcast and people are like, wow, that was awesome. It's this mountain high experience, this mountaintop experience that you get. And you're like, come on. You're like, oh, I feel so energized. I feel ready to go. And I want that for everyone. I want people to feel like they're the only person that matters (laughs) in that moment. And then at the end of that, right? Like at the end of that, like tangible ways to get people involved. And, And through you telling your story. You're brought into this community. You're brought into this group. And you're allowed to, to choose the ways in which we give our money. Philanthropy is, is the name of the game for us. That's the, that's yeah. the future. And, and so I want to give more than we take. And I want to give back exactly to people, projects, and causes. It. And I want people to be able to vote and choose and tell who they want that yeah. money to go to. They're Absolutely. in charge.
1: And that's exactly, like, that leads exactly why I started the Toronto Profiles Project. Boom. Is because I, uh, you know, I was working for the Rising Stars program. I got this extraordinary knowledge and education on how to successfully promote artists on that high level. Yeah. Uh, and I realized that there was nothing uh, different between people on those level and then the people who are working, like, every day and pursuing their passions in their art.
0: Exactly. There's nothing different.
1: Other than circumstance and experience, like yep. they were just at a point in their career where they're ready for the next level. But like, there are people who are doing and working as hard and on, on the ground and just have not had that same level of exposure. Yeah. So, and
0: and I, and that's this is my question. So my question for yeah. you is, what is what is a celebrity? What it what is
1: yeah. it? <laughs> Honestly, um. And I think this, this is important, because there's a difference between celebrity and artist. Yep. Um, celebrity has a very good publicist.
0: <laughs> true.
1: Celebrity has, um, celebrity, their number one goal is fame. Right. Uh, and that's not necessarily true for all celebrities, because some celebrities are not, in fact, celebrities. They are, art, they are artists. But they are put into the same arena as celebrities because their work has been that highly acknowledged or recognized.
0: Yep. That and that's exactly that it, forefront. right there. It's it's yeah. the recognized that there's a, a yeah. large majority of people that see you and that know yeah. who you are. That if you go out in public 100%. so there's these different levels, you know, whatever you talk about like C less celebrity, B less celebrity, A less celebrity. The only thing you're talking about is the number of people that recognize you when you go out in public. Yeah. The, the number Honestly, of people that's it period it's
1: it's like a worldwide arena of like high school popularity that's truly really what it comes down that's to that's it it's How popularity many people know your face
0: That's that's what I it means to be the top there. the a list the, the the top of the top celebrity and you can be yeah. a quote celebrity maybe that's not even the right word but you can have that fame you can have that recognition that's that's what it is. That's what that's what you boil it down to. The only reason is because you have the voice, you have the vision, you have people that see you and and unfortunately that popularity contest has influence. Yeah. It and does. and there are there are heroes, like I said. There are heroes just walking down the street that have a story to tell that have the most beautiful story. They they work harder. They work hard as well. They just haven't had the opportunity. They're not in the spotlight. They're not doing the things that allow, you know, that our, quote, modern-day celebrities have the opportunity to do, to be on TV, to be in a commercial, to be on whatever, to have this fame and recognition. But it doesn't make them any less important. Their story matters and who they are matters and who who they are as individuals is just as important as the next person.
1: I'll tell you right now in my experience with the you know with the actors and the artists that I've worked with it's often the people who are fighting against that level of fame or recognition because they um, they don't necessarily want to sacrifice their integrity with their artistic work in order to pursue like this idea of celebrity. Sure. But those are the ones who ultimately End will up. become the top of the top. Yeah. Because Above they all, don't sell
0: themselves out. They to value,
1: them. yeah, they value integrity.
0: Integrity. It's all about
1: integrity. Yeah, <sighs> and it's and like it's hard. I'll tell you right now. Like I say this, but I also think it is extraordinarily important to know um, that uh, you do have to learn how to pitch yourself. How not necessarily how to sell sure. yourself, but how to pitch you who you are what you value, what stories you want to tell. Yep. Um, Because if you don't know the answers to those questions, people will try and fill them out for you. So especially in the case of actors, like, you know, this whole idea of social media comes up and like, Mm -hmm. well, do I need to be on social media? Do I need to do this or that? And um, here's what I'll always say is uh, social media is an opportunity for you to express yourself as you are
0: create your bridge
1: with your fan page well with your audience yep um the challenge is if you don't do that and you get to a certain level people will try and do it for you yeah they will develop things like fake accounts or they will do things to put words in your mouth Yep. and so what better way to control your own narrative than to own the space where that is possible
0: yep
1: uh Generate like your own brand.
0: You get to be the.
1: your own brand. You're the yeah. create
0: the creator of your own brand. You get to be who you who you want to be. And unfortunately, Absolutely. people sell that out. Their integrity goes to you know, and and that's okay. where. But but people sniff that out. People know. People know when you're being and, inauthentic. You know
1: what? Well, and the challenge is the bigger you get, the more people you have around you that that is pushing in your yeah. ear.
2: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep.
1: you know, say that you should make this choice rather than this one or this, uh, you should do this instead of this thing. And that gets harder and harder to remember to like, listen to that internal voice, uh, to trust your intuition that you have the right answers. Yeah. But that's where the work comes in. It's like the Taylor Swift's
0: of, you know, like she's, (laughs) I mean, honestly, she's a great example of someone who's just stayed true to who she she is. is. She, she hasn't sold herself, sold her soul to, to no, be something she isn't
1: controlled, yeah she's controlled her narrative every step of the way yep. and I think that attention and level to detail is that's what's attractive yep. because that that means you're working with someone who knows what they want and is willing like knows what their boundaries are in order yeah. to get
0: there Joe Rogan he's another one you know he he does not give a shit he just says what he wants yeah. he, he's created his yeah. own world he's created his own environment and he's created his own like ecosystem that <laughs> like He's not phased by the people, the outside community. Gary Varnacek, yeah. uh Gary V, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He talks, he, he no. wrote a book called Crush It. I know you're not into the those types of books, but <laughs> it's all on. I'll on, still
1: read them. I'll still read them. Check
0: that one out. It's a shorter one. It, it's talking about brands, creating your own brand. Uh, it's called Love Crushing it. it. And and it's exactly what you are just talking about. Of like, man, you've got this chance. And in today's technology, in today's world, like, there's not a better time to create your own brand and create your yeah. own like vision for who you want to be and what you want. And and it's a way of marketing yourself, whatever industry you're yes. in, it's a way to, um, to put but yourself, I will,
1: say, I will say with all that comes a tremendous responsibility, which yes. is you have to do work on yourself yes. first to understand who you are yep. and what you value yep. before you start putting it out into the world.
0: Yep. And you get, uh, and you got to be willing to face, face the noise too, you know? And, yeah, and that's been, yeah. that's one of been one of the biggest struggles for me with this process uh, of, of creating Crazy Face Uno is of realizing, you know, you know, my family is very, you know, especially my mom and, and that side of the family is very religious and very conservative Christian. And, mm. um, you know, I've gone away from that and, it hurts me sometimes to like, I've held back from communicating my thoughts and my beliefs and, in being in this yeah. platform it, it there doesn't, it doesn't allow that to happen. Like I have to be vulnerable and open yeah. and, and, yeah. and about it. And, and that's what I want to be, you know, like I, I'm not, I don't edit, you know, we talked about this, like I don't edit this, like, yeah. this just goes out. So like yeah. I, I can choose, like when you edit things, not that this is the way it is every time. It just cleans things up sometimes. But when you edit things, it it allows you to, to kind of filter yourself a little bit if you want to, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, like, I'm not doing that. And so, like... I'm not filtering myself. And unfortunately, mom, if you're still listening, like that's, that's what you've gotten. And, but you get a glimpse into who I am and a glimpse into the person that I am. And, you know, I've always lived away from my family for a really long time since college. And my mom, when I started doing the podcast, she was like, I feel like I'm getting to relearn who you are all over again. And it's beautiful. Right. And it's scary because some of it's like, I'm sorry, mom, you know, like, very vulnerable this is who i am you know like this is it this is what i believe this is what i don't believe this is this is just the way it goes but oh man i'm not a lost cause i I love people renee brown has
1: taught us nothing
0: vulnerability breeds (laughs) vulnerability that gal oh
1: life-changing
0: her book uh braving the wilderness is another one that is phenomenal if you haven't read that one
1: audible you just need to come in as a sponsor Audible, i got (laughs) your back i'm telling
0: you i will sing your praises you have changed my world
1: yeah 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 yeah. but it's so funny that you say all this because it's truly like um i started so i do have to talk about this because it's so in line with what you're saying um i started this project called the toronto uh, profiles project with my brother which what we do i was with your brother that's Um, cool Yeah, like this all, uh, let me tell you, it all started because last year, around this time, my brother lives in New York, so I went to go visit him, and I had a conversation with him where it was like, you know, I'm looking towards my future, and I'm feeling lost, like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what steps to take, like, I feel like I've made momentum in some ways, but in some ways, I'm like, just as, uh, you know, naive is when I started going into this industry and he is uh, he's a corporate real estate lawyer and is nice. one of the smartest human beings on the planet um, and he's also like he's like my best friend like he just he knows me so well and I yeah. know him so well that um, he just had this we, he just asked me he's like well, what do you want to be doing yeah and I you know I kind of like waffled through this conversation of like oh I have projects that, or ideas that I want to do but I don't know how yeah. to like put it down on paper and You know, one thing that I've learned with working with the Rising Stars program is that um, uh, I've become very good at promoting artists in the right way. I just wish every artist had an opportunity to, like, have a platform to tell people what they're about and what they're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And he just looks at me and says, well, why don't we do that? There it is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There it is. So, uh,
1: literally, and that's, like, all it took. And so he is so bloody smart and so he sat with me and like uh you know six hours later we had the makings of um the the foundation of our business plan for our project yeah and so i um went back to toronto and i just basically started working on this project where i got a bunch of artists that i know that have been working in the community and also artists that i don't know yeah uh come and shoot an interview with them to create like a little two three minute video profile of who they are so now they they have an opportunity to like if people want to know who they are and what they're about in terms of the work that they do they have a video asset to show them right you know that can be applied for like grants it can be applied for pitching projects it yeah can be applied for their goes into their media portfolio or their yeah yeah and um and what I'm hoping just like you which is why I love what you're doing right now is to foster this community of artists who want to collaborate who want to reach out to one another because in this age of social media. It is so challenging to actually like as reachable as everyone is now. It's actually yeah. so challenging to develop authentic connections now yeah. because everyone is so accessible. So I'm trying to like uh, create a community of artists, and I'm like starting here in Toronto because this is the this is my neighborhood. This is where I know like the people who are working um, to really foster these relationships. So that they can continue to inspire one another and like reach out to one another and collaborate because that's how all art works. You can't yeah. do it alone.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I know. And, and it's just, and, that, and that's, you're,
1: like you're, and this is why I love why you reached out and what you're doing is because yeah. you're doing the same thing in your community, which I think is yeah. so important.
0: Yep and that's what it started off with was doing good and making a difference in our local and global community. That was like,
1: yeah,
0: that was the mission statement and it's still holding true. It's just a deeper part of the mission statement now at first. Like yeah. that's, that's the, that's the why we're doing it versus the, like, like the, the, the what, you know, like, what are you doing? Well,
2: yeah. the how. everyone yeah. has, yeah, the
0: how, like everyone has a story. Everyone's story matters. What's your story? Yeah. That's, that's the, like, that's the meat and potatoes, and then, the like everything goes towards at the end of the day doing good and making a difference in our local and global community, and that's through people, projects, and causes. Because that's right. I want to, I don't it, I don't want to, I don't want to limit myself to like there are projects like yours, the Toronto Pro, uh, profiles projects, like it's beautiful, it's awesome, it's amazing, it's doing good, it's making a difference, right?
1: Certainly trying, man. Certainly yeah, but
0: but like <laughs> it is, and so like if I have the financial ability in the future to help a project like yours, like why not? Why would I not want to do that?
1: Exactly. You know. Yeah.
0: And and exactly. people, there's there's people like uh, you know I just highlighted a, an old podcast yesterday of um, Thomas Moore, who he wants to be the only the second Black American man to ever summit the seven summits, all seven summits, and I'm like, wow, what? Why not support that? That's an amazing cause. Like yes. that's beautiful. Like yeah. I would love to support that, right? Like if I have the financial ability, yeah. like I want to support you. I want to sponsor you. And then there's causes like like invisible children. Like uh, you know, whatever it is, name name the cause that like these different causes that we believe in that are doing social justice. Uh, Another one of my guests he's doing, it's called border perspective and it's changing the minds of kind of the conservative Christian view of immigrants, migrants and uh, minorities, you know, that are kind of come across the border. And I'm like, I love love that. Absolutely. It doesn't matter your religious view. Like that's awesome. That's like, changing Mm -hmm. perspective it's storytelling it's it's in and of itself everything that i believe in and and support and and absolutely and i want to support those things so it's people projects and causes and telling people's story the revenue that comes in through merchandise through you know ads and sponsorships audible 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 (laughs) uh (laughs) through those different things like i want to take that money and i want to give it back and i want to put that back in um so it's so important and that's and that's
1: i think the other thing is People don't realize that um, – I had a manager at TIFF once tell me that uh, – because I told her that I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to, you know, uh, share these stories, and I had ideas for projects. And she literally said, well, have you said this out loud to anyone before?
2: Right. <laughs> said, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she was the first person who actually asked me. Yeah. Um, and on that professional setting. And she said, well, guess what? People aren't mind readers. So if you don't say it out loud, it's never going to manifest for you.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And I took that to heart. Sabine Wong, thank you for your feedback because I've taken that to heart. And that's what I do with the the Toronto Profiles Project is I ask them a question like, what is a project that you know you have to work on before you leave this earth? Yeah. Because I want them to develop the courage Mm. to say that out loud.
0: Yep. That's awesome.
1: Because when you say it out loud, it's much harder Yeah, you breathe it back.
0: into existence. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Natalie,
0: how do, how can people get involved? How can people reach out to you? How can people find uh, the Toronto Profiles Project?
1: Absolutely. So um, we have a website. It's www.theprofilesproject.com. We're also all over social media. You can find us on Instagram at a, uh, at, uh, at t-o profiles. uh And we're on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, We even have a TikTok. (laughs) Um, Yeah, heck yeah! And yeah, we'll make sure to tag you in all of those as
0: well. We don't have a TikTok yet, but the future is bright.
1: Um, And then the other thing is, um, I actually I started a production company uh, in 2018 called Courageous Heart Productions. Nice. So um, this is also where I'm going to be focusing on doing a lot of my other creative projects, and you know, hopefully, there's going to be some short films in the future. Uh, film and maybe a limited series in the future and breathing it into a uh, manifestation do it <laughs> so, do it uh you can also follow us at courageous heart pro uh on instagram or check out the website at CohePro. C O H E P R
0: O. we'll make sure to to tag you in those things as well
1: yes, we awesome
0: <laughs> natalie gosh is we could sense. we That's could talk so for another like four hours i swear
2: we truly could. I, yeah. And
0: maybe we should eventually. <laughs>
1: yes, Let's do yes. this again. This is like standing on the parking ramp and just talking for hours.
0: Exactly. Hours. Yes, full yeah. circle. Yeah. Our pre conversation <laughs> to the podcast. Coming Heck full yes. circle to the end. Absolutely. Natalie, I really, oh, really, really, really appreciate you coming on and, and talking about what you're doing and um
1: oh, you're just I know it's been pleasure.
0: I know it's been so long, but like friends like you they're just so special I and you've yeah. you've played uh you've played a part in my life and you know we we talked about how we didn't even we don't even remember what we said like what we like the <laughs> things that we talked about but they're probably the most important things and they probably were yeah. at, at the time yeah. you know and but i think that's what makes i think that's what makes our friendship and i think that's what makes relationships like ours uh so special is that we've gone so long and yet here we are me yeah, have the opportunity like to, to catch up and just like yesterday
1: yeah yeah no honestly like i'm so happy Risha. it's such it's such a good excuse to uh, touch base with one another again yeah and i think what you're doing is so wonderful thank and again, you only like everybody listening just keep on being a fan because shane is doing some really important work right here
0: thank you so much <laughs> i really appreciate that so much thank you natalie oh
1: thank you thank right. you i'm
0: gonna close this out so here let's make
1: it yeah, let's not
0: make it another eight years before this deal. again. Deal, deal, <laughs> deal. Yeah, and let's uh, let's chat because you've got man, let's we're gonna keep chatting. I can tell you, we that.
1: we got stuff to chat about. We, we got, got stuff to, to chat about,
0: girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate. it. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Natalie appreciates it too. If you enjoyed the show today, visit us on Facebook and Instagram and like and comment on the post. If you want to go above and beyond, get the word out. Share Crazy Face Uno podcast with your friends and your family, just with random strangers on the street. We're welcome to everyone. Please visit crazyfaceuno.com to buy our merchandise and donate. Uh, Your contribution helped us share more stories like Natalie's and stories just like yours. Appreciate you. Uh, We want to allow everyone, we want to allow people to empower, love, and celebrate people, projects, and causes. So we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks again for listening. Peace!